Hi everyone, welcome to episode four of Beer and Bunts. My name's Chris. My name's James. Uh, and this episode is slightly different to normal, so it's um, a Super Bowl special that we're doing. So just to let everyone know straight from the off, all our beers are from America. So again, it's slightly different tangent, but it's Super Bowl, we've got to want it. Exactly, this yeah. is the event we look forward to every year, right? Yeah. So we both got tomorrow off from yeah. work, and uh, I think oh, that's the important yeah. thing. We're a new job, booked it on the first day. <laughs> Just to uh, make You've sure... You've got to have priorities, right? And that exactly. is it. Super Bowl is that priority. Well, to so. fair, we've been planning the Super Bowl, you know, get-together slash party for, you know, since the last one. So Yeah, I think, I think it's a solid 11 months, 28 days, <laughs> something like that. So. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I thought it was only fair that we did a special. So that's the reason why it's a little bit, uh, come a little bit sooner than what you'd expect our episodes to come from. So, we'll start off with our tried and tested. So, today... Today's... <laughs> today's, today's tried and tested yeah. is uh, Samuel Adams oh thank you for joining just, just so you know I thought yeah. you were struggling there so uh, which uh, yes. Boston isn't it uh, Sam Adams yeah so this is a Boston lager um, we've had Sam Adams many 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 times um, it's a reason why it's tried and tested it's fantastic beer but obviously Sorry, we to review say, it like many 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 times makes it sound like real alcoholics I mean, so we need were, to the amount of times you mentioned like, just saying, drinking like, on a daily basis during the podcasts oh, you've already given it away so, okay, so I'm going to try this now and <laughs> we'll just go straight in for it <laughs> yeah so it's again it's a beer that um, we used to get quite frequently in Franklin Benny's um, but unfortunately I've taken it off the draft list which was I was really disappointed with because you know, so the alternative was Budweiser, and I think in the first episode I uh, clarified my disdain. And how great Budweiser is, because let's be honest, Budweiser is, is amazing. <laughs> it's a shame it's not in this, really, because it's the king of beers, of course, so it would be all... I think all that's just advertising sloping rather than an actual uh, fact. Wait, are you telling me when I go to America and they say this is the number one world coffee? It's not. They're lying to me. Yeah. Shh. Sugar. 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 <laughs> I had to stop a myself. Certain word though. isn't a, uh, uh-huh. you know, a banned word. Um, yeah, but if I let myself say that word, I say every word, right? So, okay. Well, like you say, Sam Adams, we've tried before. So it is one of those where it's got a good good flavour to it, I suppose. That's thing, very distinct. It's well it's to be fair. It's I mean, I haven't had a sip of it yet, but when you have a smell of it, um, you can pick up the hops straight away. Now, I think the smell of it, though, taste, is a lot different to the taste Mm-hmm. So again, it can't taste. It smells a bit florally, but when you drink it, I don't get any of that kind of floralness to it. No, not at all. To be fair, I think it's it's a very uh... so instantly you get that kind of dry hop bitterness. But I think these type of beers, um, it's quite good for someone who likes a traditional lager or pills and all that type of beer, but also likes like a bitter or an ale. I think they these like they're kind of bridge beers. They're, yeah, they're bridging the yeah. two type of. Um, <clears throat> two type of genres that's yeah. the word of. yeah yeah I don't yeah. know if that's the right word but that's the word I'm going to use no I, so. I know what you mean it's that kind of thing in terms of ale you've got a good kind of uh, body there in terms of the aftertaste yeah. that's the thing that really does linger and, and it's not too hoppy either it's it's, it's okay good flavour to it but well, then it kind of gives you that one type yeah. of flavour and whatever and that flavour is it's that one flavour also get very kind complex. of easy drink to start with as well because that's the thing yeah yeah there's so much to it so. but this I think this gives it a little bit of complexity not a lot that it would confuse someone like you know if there's a lot going on sometimes it puts people off yeah like me with Go West IPA um, <laughs> you know some, sometimes if there's a lot of flavours going on people just don't like that so I don't think there's enough of that there but I think there's enough to at least um, give people curiosity about it yeah yeah so yeah so that's the, pretty much the beer but 
the main reason why we started this episode is Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54. 54. Yeah, what, so this is, what is... What is that in terms of rumour and numerals? Uh, I'll, hmm, I believe... No, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it? Okay, there I'm, you go. I'm, Confidence is gone, right? You, were, you thought that. I think, to be honest, I think it's L-I-V. Yeah, yeah, that would I'm make sure sense. that's what it yeah. is, but you know, you're like, I'm not too sure. You don't want to put yourself out there, no? Yeah, okay. I wasn't going to vote for I you. I think that makes sense. But obviously, you baiting me, I was always going to vote. Yeah, 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 that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, of course, we've got Chiefs versus 49ers. That yep. is the game. That is the big thing. Yeah, so um, I'm surprised that Ravens, of course, Ravens, Patriots, they're all they're all out of it. So it just I'm not these overly two. surprised, to be fair. I mean, Chiefs well, are kind of Ravens my still, pick. Chiefs are. Um, but well, they were Chiefs are my pick before the season started. So yeah, every before the season started, well, you, put Chiefs, five you put Chiefs last year as well, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. So oh no, 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 Saints last year. Saints last year. Yeah, but you did rate Chiefs last year as well. Yeah, didn't I rated you? Chiefs. Yeah, so they were the like, two I, that you were kind you of. You could tell that they were going in the right direction, yeah. but I didn't think they were quite there yet. Um, last year, I thought after the disappointment of the playoffs the year before, you know, the, was it the Minnesota where Stefan Diggs, oh yeah, the blown yeah. coverage like completely destroyed their chances. I thought surely it's their time again. Last year, no, and obviously again this year, Minnesota have done them over again. So, yeah, it's one of those ones where oh, that's what I like about this game. It's, it is quite difficult to predict. So and, and literally re- going to this, anything can happen, right? Yeah. That's thing. So, um, I I personally hope Chiefs <laughs> win. I might because I've got thirty quid on it. But well, I've, <laughs> I've, I've had my bet from yep. the start of the season, so I'm sure my odds were a lot better than what you picked up with your money. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I was something like seven to one when I put my money. That's on, still so not bad, not, is it? Yeah, not, yeah, too, bad. not too bad. Um, but this is the classic um, American football battle, though, because Chiefs are very much a Offensive team, yeah. 49ers are very much a defensive team. Yeah. So, and it'll be interesting to see how they kind of cope against each other. Because well, traditionally, uh, is it Gar- Garoppolo? Is that Jimmy Garoppolo? Garoppolo, Garoppolo, <laughs> Garoppolo. Oh, oh, that's a, a good job. It's not being recorded. Yeah, exactly. Games. That's immediate down downhill turn from here. Really. Yeah. So Jimmy Garoppolo or Jimmy, Jimmy Gar- G. Jimmy as... G. That'd be easier for oh, yeah. me. Right, right. That's what a lot of people are He's obviously from the New England Patriots uh, dynasty. He's had two rings previously. Obviously, as a backup to Tom Brady, mm. rather than yeah. on his own merit. Um, but you can't fault what the 49ers have done this year. Now, I think they're going to be a very, very difficult team to beat. I think I can see this game be a very high-scoring game because at least they've got the running game as well, uh, the 49ers, yeah. rather than just replying so uh, replying. Uh, relying solely on the defensive side but um, that defence you know Nick Bosa is one um, defensive player of the year you've got Richard Sherman yeah. as a court, uh, cornerback I think that's what it, I think it's a, it's a balanced defensive side yeah. it's not like not I think heavy front, th- this heavy is whether wins. or not it'll be a big scoring game or just very much well, it's, every it's, play will count the reason why I think it'll so. be a big scoring game still is because um, Patrick Mahomes the yeah, Kansas oh, yeah. City Chiefs yeah. uh, quarterback is an absolutely amazing quarterback and two times in the playoffs so far his team have been down and out and realistically if they hadn't have got him they would never have recovered yeah but because of the sheer power pace and you know observations that he's got they've, he's just carried that whole team on his back yeah you know it is a one man team but fortunately there's still enough weapons around him to make <laughs> to, 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 to still make it dangerous yeah, yeah. 
you know. Um, <clears throat> is it Frank Clark, the uh, defensive lineman that they signed from the Seattle Seahawks? He was fantastic as well. Um, you know, and they shored him up on the defensive side as well to try and give him a better yeah. balance in the team. Yeah, I think it's anybody's game. And if you look at any poll that's going out on the internet at the moment... It's, Everything is pretty much split. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody's like clearly no, they're gonna win. I mean, so. The highest one I've um, seen was like fifty nine percent on one way, forty one the other. That's the highest. So, and, and the next poll down, it's the exact opposite. So, it's a, it is anybody's game. I, I think that's really good. Yeah, yeah, no, I think because you don't want a clear winner because that's thing you want excitement, you want it to yeah. be kind of anybody can win, and that's we've said for the last like three podcasts. That's, what makes that is, that's what's really good about watching sport in general is just anything can happen. Yeah, the, so. the one for me that will stand out was the uh, Seattle Seahawks um, Super Bowl. Obviously, you assume he's Seahawks fan, I'm not. Yeah, when they won against Denver, they literally came at the blocks attacking so intensely. Denver ain't got a clear where to hit them. Yeah, and. By half time, the game was done. Literally, all they yeah. had to do was maintain it. There was and nothing that they, they, they could do from this really strong back. offensive position to basically just defending and knowing that yeah, they've got yeah. this in the bag. So, so yeah, but as as something to watch, it was such a spectacle. It was amazing. Yeah. Where last year's um, was more of a um, defensive display. Yeah. So, which I don't think is particularly as interesting to watch. So, it, no, if, it, it's, I think if it's good defense, don't get me wrong. It, I think it's interesting. Already, but I think it's interesting if. It's a good tactical defensive display. Yeah. If it's just defense because the offense can't do anything, that's yeah. a different level again. Exactly, that's saying you need something to happen just to just to no, keep course, yeah. the momentum. So, so. Yeah, um, I. To be honest, my heart says Chiefs, my head says 49ers. I can kind of see where you're coming from that. I think I'm biased from having. Like, it's just because the they. The, the classic quote that you get in all American. Uh, football punditry is Subway eat <laughs> <laughs> not but... Subway no uh, it's offence wins games defence wins championships yeah that's always been the mantra and yeah. to be fair it's very rare it's wrong yeah obviously there's always an exception to the rule but as, as a general rule it could be that exception so yeah. we'll see yeah yeah. I, I think it's going to be a really really good game so really hyped about that uh, yeah so the thing for me with Super Bowl as well, we've got to talk about one of the most important things, the halftime show. Um, there's been some abysmal halftime shows and I'm not that uh, hyped well, for this time. On, <laughs> on that note, we yeah. have Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Exactly. So Which, if, if anybody who's still listening... Duo, classic duo. Anybody still listening, yeah. apparently we've gone back to 1997 where these were popular because surely to God with the amount of musical talent that's available today, finding two people on a dumpster... And dusted them off for the, you know, with some yeah. sparklers for the halftime show. You're like, what the hell? The thing for me is, I remember um, Katy Perry's halftime show, which is always one of my favourites with those sharks. That I was going to say, because you know his Uncle Shark, is that right? That's weird. No, of course I'm not. That'd be, that'd be weird. Um, That's a private joke. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's not dig that out. Um, but the, the really bad dancing of that. Like, there's a lot of. Oh, I hate to use the word memes that from it, but it is one of those where halftime shows, I think quite a few of them have been really bad recently. I don't and think it's a the shame. Katy Perry one was that bad. It was just the fact that Katy Perry followed the year before, which was Bruno Mars, which in my opinion was one of the best, best halftime exactly. shows you've ever seen. Like, well, it was always going to be a hard act to follow regardless. It was weird. I just, I don't get why it's Shakira it was ve- and Jennifer Lopez it, though. It's just like, this is the thing where they, how desperate are they that they 
Uh, the only thing I can think of is they're trying to relaunch their careers or they're trying to release some new material, so they're trying to get hype around it. That's literally the only oh, yeah. thing. I yeah, can of course think they've of. got something like that, but I don't know. There, there's enough other artists out there where you know somebody. I suppose weirdly, I would have thought something like Billie Eilish, given all the awards she's won recently. Yeah, um, I'm not being kind of the biggest upcomer and stuff like that. Kind of a new kind of music vibe as well. I would have thought that would have fit that quite would, well, but, but that probably wouldn't have translated particularly well over in America at the moment because obviously I, I I'm not gonna lie up until the fact she was given the James Bond theme tune for the next film I had never heard of her oh okay why well, most most people have I mean and I think I'm, she's I'm, a grand grand I'm old the, yeah well you are but I'd never heard <laughs> I, to be honest I don't particularly listen to that much new and couple music obviously there's a couple of artists I really like like um, Shakira Jennifer <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, I wasn't that much of a fan of them in their heyday, let alone now. Um, let alone in that has been years. Lewis Capaldi for me, I'd love to see oh, him do a half-time show. Lewis Capaldi would be He'd turn up in a, you know, um, a parka and just go, what? Oh, <laughs> popping shots at like, is it Liam Gallagher he's having a few words still? No, 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 no Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, that'd be hysterical. Yeah. I think he's absolutely amazing. I love his music as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that'd be Yeah, funny. I don't think that they would... Um... Not yet, anyway. But when he's made... They're all seasoned, <laughs> maybe. They might bring him into it. I... To be fair, there's not really that many English artists that I think they were... Well, British artists, I should say. So, Because yeah. Louis Capaldi's Scottish. I apologize. No, yeah. uh, but there's not that many British artists I think they would probably get in for the Super Bowl. Obviously, Coldplay being the obvious exception, but... Yeah, they've got to be big enough, I suppose. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's longevity in America. Is it, if they've been around for a long enough time to, you know, that ev- pretty much everyone is on And also whether they've broken into America as well. Like, yeah. Coldplay, very big in America as well, so it kind of... Well, it's not like to Robbie well, Williams. So. Robbie Williams over here. Yeah. Massive. Robbie Williams in America. He can walk down the street, no one knows who he is. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's, it has. I think for the American market, it has to be longevity if they're ever going to break into that field. But... Yeah, no, yeah. I completely agree. Um, the other thing that I found quite interesting is I was on Twitter um, and I always, every year I look at, they, they always post the menus from the stadium when the, when the game's on. Right? Okay, and I've I always, seen these. I always find this really interesting because last year it was quite cheap, right? Um, it was, was actually Minnesota. Yeah, it was actually yeah. one of the cheapest they've had. It was something like um, $9 for a, a pint of beer kind of thing, which roughly translates to like six, seven quid. I mean, like in Minnesota, which, that's probably the same price as somebody's house. But. Probably, but <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, like when we go no, to stadium game, that's pretty yeah. good. So uh, I was looking today, it's $14 for a pint of Bud Light, which is, Bud Light. Which is like £11 a pint. My days. Yeah, where you're like, geez, yeah, that is bad, right? And then it was like nachos were $10, and then you could get a pot of cheese for $3 on top of that. Like, not even included with the nachos, you had to buy the cheese separately. Well, out of interest, I did look into tickets for the Super Bowl. It was expensive. They, I mean, the cheapest were two and a half grand. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, they're saying it's one of the most expensive, some of the tickets, in terms of how much some of the tickets have gone for I think in a long time. So... When it, when it comes to the likes of Miami, I think they always feel like they, they have the right to charge that much anyway, because Florida obviously doesn't have that particular dip in weather, because it has yeah. a tropical climate, so it was a tropical climate. So it's one of those things, right? It, it's, <clears> it's 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 for the fans. You want the fans to be able to get there and, and be able to do it. For and, me, it's got to be a bit of accessibility, because yeah. yes, it is the biggest thing, but if you keep on pricing fans out of it, how can people get to enjoy it unless it's the elitist? Yeah. Pardon me? So, it is, it's one of those things, isn't it? I suppose they want to make money and they will make a lot of money from it. So 
they're not going to cut themselves out the two and a half grand tickets and people well, are obviously buying yeah. them that's the thing people do you know if your team finally gets to the Super Bowl for a long you know and they haven't got there for a long time people really mortgage themselves on the hill to get there and that's yeah. the sad well, truth isn't it really like, well yeah I mean make sure obviously if, if it was ever Seahawks Packers I mean oh, sorry I'll, I'll, I'd have to remortgage we'd have to go well we'd be begging for sponsors am I right but we'd <laughs> definitely be there yeah, if you have a free ticket please send it to studio at beer at bands.com <laughs> We, we get your name on the podcast somewhere, I'm sure, like, you know. I'll tattoo it if I'm, we've got a free ticket to the Super Bowl. Okay, you heard it there, guys. I mean, there are some people who really would do that to you. Only if it's Seahawks Green Bay, though. <laughs> That's a shame. That's yeah, you haven't, for the caveat you haven't heard the, figured out the joke yet, have you? Well, because that will never happen because it can't. Well, no, because they're both NFC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I get that. But um, it's just one of those. I meant, When I said that, I meant Seahawks or Packers kind of thing, Super Bowl. Um, but it's one of those where I think, I think like, Paul would definitely. Oh, yeah. Paul definitely would. He'd, uh... <laughs> He'd <be> the... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, we may bring Paul in at a later date just for, so everyone can experience the. I'm going to uh, say it now. On his behalf, his if, you pay, if you pay for two tickets, you can choose what tattoo you tattoo him as well. Like, <laughs> but like... obviously, you've got to be front row centre. Of course, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, what's no, the no point? cheap tickets. Yeah, come on. Actually, where's the box, really? Like, we're going to do this. <laughs> Let's have a box. We'll get we matching saw, tattoos. We still about box. sport now, or are you getting confused about something else? I don't know, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. Just, just thought I'd clarify. Actually, if anybody got tickets to the Fury fight, I'd be up for that as well. To be fair. Oh, yeah. while, while we're no, begging I'm stuck for working tickets, for that. yeah, Thanks. exactly. While we're begging for tickets. <laughs> okay, so I think uh, we probably should try and move yes. on. Yes, Sam Adams. So, dry hopped in its taste. Um, texture of a lager. But a bit more full-bodied. Uh, it's four point eight percent, so a decent amount of strength. Not nothing's going to blow your socks off. But yeah, if you haven't tried it before, I'd, I'd definitely give that a thumbs up. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with a Sam Adams, especially if you can get find it on draft. I think it's very rare you'll be able to find it on draft now. Um, but yeah, if you yeah. do find it, it's a definite winner for me. So uh, we will then move on to the Colombo of this episode, uh, which is Blue Moon, which is a Belgian uh, white beer. Now, we have had this before, but we, what the reason why we picked it as a Colombo is we never actually had it in context with like following a normal style beer. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how the flavour kind of works out. So it's one of those like Blue Moon we, we sometimes get on draft. It normally comes with the orange segment as well. Yes, ice cold with a slice of orange. <laughs> Fantastic. Classic. Um, and it is really good during the summer, actually. It's oh, one of yeah. those that is a good beer to start on. But yeah, I don't think it's one we normally would ever have kind of after some of the others. Um, I, but... I really enjoy it as a draft beer. Um, out of a bottle, not as much, personally. Um, I'm, not too, I'm not too sure if it's, again, it's just like one of them beers that doesn't taste as nice in a bottle as it does in draft. But generally... Um, if I can find somewhere where to in an ice glass with a slice of orange on the top, yeah, I will it's a good, it. it's a good summer drink. So. Yeah, so okay, I'll let you 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 start with this one. No, you carry on. Fine. Uh, what I am confused about is the interesting mix of sediment that's uh, <laughs> appeared in the glass. Um, I'm not too sure where maybe I should have shook this up before I poured it, but uh, <laughs> basically, just to describe, cloudy, um, cloudy. I think we can definitely say. It looks a bit like a nebula from space inside my glass. So, obviously there's cloudiness to it. Um, being a white beer, or as... The, it's known as a wheat beer, basically. This one's slightly... Which is going to be interesting, because this thing, I, I, I think I stated I don't really like wheat beers. Quite I don't often. think we have, we've actually had that many, though. So no, I, no, I think Blue, Blue Moon is of... one of the exceptions for me, to be fair. I don't mind Blue Moon. I think um, it's because of the, um, the main things that it 
it does slightly differently to yeah. um, oh, that's, that's smooth um, yeah so this one's actually has it's brewed with an orange flavour in it generally um, I think it's orange and coriander I believe which which is I think what, what takes away from kind of the wheat, wheat aspect of it for me because I hate the taste of wheat beers normally but the orange is definitely more powerful through it in terms of you will taste the orange more than you'll taste anything. Yeah, brewed with orange peel for a refreshing citrus taste. I'm sure it said it. I'm sure. I'm not too sure if it said it or whether I watched the documentary or something. They, they it, add like a little bit. Of coriander I'm sure it has a bit of coriander that kind of gives it that bit more of a um, bite to it. Uh, I may have completely made that up. If I'm honest, it, I, I've tried it just then. I I couldn't. I couldn't get hints of coriander. Maybe that's just my palate isn't that like. Oh, am I getting confused with IPA? It? I think IPA yeah. uses coriander actually. Basically, guys, whatever we say, just Basically, don't take I'm, us as facts, right? <laughs> I'm very old. I've had lots of hits to the head, and I drink a lot. So, uh, <laughs> generally, it's probably not good for an advice uh, podcast, really, is it? But, no, but if in doubt, it's probably got coriander in it. That's our state, right? Okay. Yeah, so immediate after, because of the Sam Adams, I think it has enhanced that orange flavour. Mm. Um, I don't think you normally taste as much orange. But if you just like, drink it straight think, from the off. I think that probably tastes better than normally what I have. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really, yeah. really giving it... Um, it's way more refreshing, that's thing, yeah, compared it, to what it normally is. It's um, accentuated the flavours. Yeah. You know, so I'm, it's actually hitting my senses. I'm really, I think that's the thing, where you go from a kind of hoppy beer to what is kind of a wheat, more dull, in terms of like harshness, not a yes. harsh beer, then those kind of flavours do just get that kind of space to come out. That sounds way too pretentious, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I hate myself right now, but... Hopefully um, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, with the wheat beer, it's generally they tend to normally have a sort of fruity flavour to them, um, depending on which type of flavour they're going through. Traditionally, I think it's more lemon they tend to go with, um, or the ones at least yeah. they're easy accessible tend to have quite a lemon flavour to them. Um, I like the fact that this has got orange in it because I think oranges, although you still have that citrus punch. You've still, um, it's a bit more subtle than yeah. lemon. Now I love, I do love lemon and that type of flavour, but I think it's just got a bit more balance to it, a bit more subtleness to it. And do you know, I actually find that really, really smooth in comparison to the Sam Adams as I'm drinking it. What would you? No, I think it is. It is way smooth. That's the thing. Like, I think part of the reason it's still got that kind of classic American taste, like say, is the orange, right? Because a lot of American beers use citra hops. Which have that kind of citrusy and taste to them. Obviously, you're a big fan which, of citrus. Which we always talk about citrus. But the problem is, we drink a lot of American style beers. Yes. And they all have citrus in. So it's all kind of that orange taste. I will say that, like, like you say, it's way more orange than I would say yeah, it normally I, is. I would I never say just, that's normally that orange at all. It, it, it works quite well. And I'm not going to lie, it's it's probably beaten the Sam Adams for me, which is rare because Sam Adams yeah. is normally one of my go tos. But it, actually, that, that's really stood out. No, if it came to. Um, like choices normally, and um, if we go to the shop, it was ready to buy some beers for the, the evening or whatever. I would As always do most be... nights. <laughs> Not most nights. I mean, I spend more money on podcast beers than I do my own beer nowadays, which is a bit depressing. But uh, yeah, by name, I would have always gone for the Sandman straight away. But the Blue Moon has actually really surprised me in comparison with that. I'm I'm really enjoying that. I think it's yeah, nice. a nice balance of bitterness and lightness, which is really strange for a, a wheat beer because normally I find them quite heavy well I can the problem is it's just that what is it the Visk 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think I mispronounced it last time. I said it, so yeah, I just it that that beer just stays in my mind as being one of the worst beers I've ever. But had. don't worry, folks. Like it will come back 14. at some point. Episode fourteen. <laughs> episode fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So uh, no, I think that's fantastic. Now, on talk about American uh, football, we have a new league starting in like the week after the Super yep. Bowl, which is the XFL. 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 Yeah, apparently I can't say L anymore, which is a bit weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so this is the second time that the XFL has launched. Uh, It first launched over 20 years ago. Uh, It might even be longer than that now. It failed quite quickly, didn't it, last time? So the reason why the XFL... I'll I'll go into the base of it first. So it's created by the people who own the WWE. Yeah. So... Very big well, on branding, let's be honest. Yes. That, that's the thing. This is how they're going to fund most of it, right? It's just branding, advertisement. And they're using kind of the the, the platform from their other kind of ventures to, to try and push yeah. it as much as possible. Um, basically, what they've done is the first time they launched, they launched with the thing to directly compete with the NFL, which is a big venture on its own anyway. Yeah. But in order to do that, they bought players straight out of college, um, you know, on massively ridiculous contracts. And In typical American style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, they, had, they, they were getting the big hitters from college. Like, X, like, XFL had the players that you wanted from college. Yeah. And they were pricing NFL completely out of the market, which is no easy feat. Um, the reason why I'm a Green Bay Packer fan is uh, Reggie White. He actually got drafted into the XFL the because of money. Yeah. And then coming to the NFL later, so yeah. And that's thing, a lot of these plays in the first one round, it did not hurt them to go to the XFL because they no. managed to. Yeah, and it was absolutely into brutal. It. Yeah, it was a so. savage, savage league. It was. It definitely wasn't uh, as restrained as the NFL was, which, as a showcase, great. As a um, personal interest and general well-being. <laughs> well, that, th- that's the interesting thing, I suppose, going to it this time around. Because I think since then, you've got the whole concussion thing, a lot more yes. health and safety to yeah. it. And so I think it's a lot more highly regulated than I think it was back then in terms of some of oh, the rules they've there's got There's a lot place. more um, like, care of players. Yeah. Um, the reason, so obviously the reason why it failed was because they pretty much went bankrupt straight away from the last one. Because they paid for all the players. <laughs> yeah. This time round, they've actually been far more clever. So there was a league that launched last year called the um, American Alliance of Football, the AAF. Yeah. Um, they tried to compete again, but doing it a, like after, so it's like a springtime football season. Rather than the winter one. So you're not you've not <clears throat> got anybody to compete with because you're the only yeah. league at that time. Makes sense, it works. So that was what they're going for. Um and there was a lot of money thrown around inside there as well. Um ex NFL players, um Yeah, and there was I think it was the Orlando team, the um I can't remember the actual title of them. But yeah, they were um, absolutely annihilating everybody. It was actually getting quite a good following on that. What people didn't realise was it was not as um, legitimate to run business as what people thought. <laughs> so, yeah, so I can't remember who it was, but someone went to go to their headquarters uh, for the AAF and basically it was three porter cabins and a load of blokes running around like headless chickens not knowing what they were doing. Wow, yeah. okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes put something like $250 million into it halfway through the season to try and keep it afloat because obviously you could see that the... Uh, excitement and the fans was still yeah it was going, still there growing. so yeah but yeah that that couldn't save it. It didn't even get to the end of the season um, and ah, it folded. That's bad, isn't it? So I think Orlando were awarded the 
title. But that was just for the case of, like, yeah, they just need to stop play straight away. So the XFL this time round have done similar things. So they're going for the spring football. Um, so it's not in direct competition for the NFL. Good news for American football fans because obviously the NFL and college football is all done. Yep. So at least you've got something else to watch. Um, they've been quite clever with the setup this time. So there's eight franchises uh, and they only have a salary cap of $4 million. Okay. So in comparison with the NFL, the players have paid very, very little. Uh, I think it works out to something like $2,000 a game uh, or a week like yeah, per player, yeah. which obviously in American football terms is pennies. Yeah, and most of the big players wouldn't, wouldn't bother even trying to go for it. That's yeah, the thing big players it. wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't yeah. even look at it. I mean, they wouldn't yeah. any, but that's what I like about it. They haven't bothered with any of the big players. Because they're thinking amateur level kind of thing, people yeah. who want to get into it, people who love the game, but at the same time, you've still got a good platform well, second to push chances. for players. Yeah. So, uh, again, I don't think it'll ever truly compete with the NFL because of the sheer size and the commercial aspect of it. Um, but what it can compete with is the like of the CFL, which is the Canadian Football League. Yeah. You know, obviously that's a lot smaller, but you can still develop players. And people who actually want to play football and aren't actually that bothered about the money have still got an, op- like an opportunity to do yeah. that. Yeah. Because it's a $4 million uh, salary for this season... With I think that's paid for with the TV rights. So if everybody else that actually turns up, they can gauge how much the ticket revenue is, and then next year, because obviously your initial setup costs are covered. So next year, you're, okay. So this yeah. is how much our income was across TV uh, gates, blah 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 blah, uh, and this is how much it cost us to actually get the output out in the first place. Cool. Okay, we can bump the salaries the the uh, salary cap to six million dollars. Yeah. Eight million dollars. Yeah. So, because they haven't got that overhead, so they know what and to And, of course, write. the franchise has been out for a year, so they've probably got more fan base and more money coming into it. So, yeah, hopefully, and then, then it just keeps growing as a, as a yeah. thing. And that's where they went wrong last time. They put all the money in, had nowhere to go. They, <laughs> they basically, obviously they couldn't fund it from what they were doing yeah, because they, they didn't have enough followers. They put everything so. inside one yeah. basket and the bottom fell out. Yeah. This time, they're being far more tactical in the way in which they approach it. And I think that's such a really yeah. good recipe for success. And also, I think the franchises, the like they're, they're franchises you can get behind if you follow some of your other teams anyway. In terms of they've been very careful with the branding of them as well yes. and, and actually getting them to be quite marketable things. I think they've social media this time, which of course wasn't around when uh, it came <clears throat> the first time around, yeah, has not. really helped boost a lot of these kind of franchises up to where, where hopefully they can yeah. stay. So, <clears throat> have you decided, George, yet? No, so I'm torn between the New York Guardians and the Tampa Bay Vipers. I think Vipers for me. I don't know, I like them. So for me, I do like Tampa Bay Vipers, mainly because I've got an invested interest in um, Tampa Bay anyway, because I'm a fan of Tampa Bay Lightning. I've been to Tampa. I actually quite like it as a place. I I just naturally get drawn to the Tampa Bay area. So Vipers are always on my um, radar straight from the off. Yeah. However, when they release the logos and everything... That New York Guardians logo and the uniform does look really cool. So I'm like, and I am a New York Mets fan as well, so I can always it, it it kind in that of, way. Yeah, it works both ways for you, doesn't it? So yeah, I'm I'm edging more towards Vipers, um, but I'll probably side over this next week which way I'm going to go. And ironically, off the first game that they both play is against each other. Is that actually? Yeah, it's New York Guardians versus Tampa Bay. I mean, Vikings. you could always wait and see which one no, wins and go no. for the one that loses. Before that, before that game, I You've will make my decide. decision. And you know me, once I've made my decision, I'm It'll sticking. be stuck, yeah. So, even if they are the worst team in history, that will be my team. 
shout out to all the Orlando Magic fans that have been suffering for a long time. Uh, I am one of them. So yeah, <laughs> just to go on a tangent on yeah. baseball, um, basketball. No, so. nobody's a fan there. <laughs> it's all about Shaquille O'Neal. Then he sold us out to the Lakers. Um, yeah. So yeah. Should, we, should we shout out to Kobe Bryant at this point? Do we make yes? That? The I think we tragedy. Now you've mentioned uh, basketball. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, this wasn't planned. Um, but obviously the awful news of the eight people that uh, died in the helicopter crash last Sunday. I actually thought, when I saw it on uh, social media, I thought it was a hoax. Well, it's one of those where it does happen occasionally. And it's, it always seems to be helicopter crashes, right? Like, there's a thing where, yeah. I don't know, obviously I would never get in a helicopter. Well, one of my favourite um, racers of all time, right. Colin McRae, died in a helicopter accident. Yeah. Again, family died in there as well. And, you know, it's just... Such a sad. Well, it's a sad, sad loss thing. for anybody, but somebody who is so influential in the game and the impact that he brought to oh, it. There's well. a lot of like, people who love or hate him, but you can always respect what the talent the man that he did had. Yeah, on the pitch, but uh, you know, it's also on on the court. Sorry, but it's also the family impact for me. So you've got his daughter was in the crash as well, wasn't it? Like, well, like, yeah, him, his daughter, uh, his daughter's friend who played on the same uh, basketball thing. Their um, her parents, mother and father, are on there. Uh, and I think there was another friend and another family on there. So, yeah. Yeah. Massive devastation across three families. Um, the the father of the friend that died was actually a really, really successful college baseball coach as well who has influenced so many professional players going through as well. So, if you think, everybody thinks, oh, it's initially the basketball aspect. Yeah. But no, it's the impact. It's gone. Impact's gone. Yeah. Baseball. You got youth. You got families. I mean, it's such a such a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, and I say I, I thought it was a hoax, so I had to quickly like start googling. I was like, no, it can't be right. It can't be right. And yeah, it was. So massive devastation across everything, really. And it's just a sad, sad thing to happen. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no jokes on that one. Um, it's just an awful, awful thing, and. Uh, Respect and prayers go out to all the family that's suffering at the moment. So, waiter, yeah, yeah. So, from the XFL to uh, Kobe <laughs> Bryant, that was a yeah. bit of a sobering moment. <laughs> so, shall we uh, wrap this up and then get on to uh, around the world? Around the world, okay, fair enough. So, to be fair, uh, one thing we'll say about the blue moon that was actually five point four percent, which I would say is more surprising. Well, yeah, because I would have said that was weaker. Weaker because <laughs> of the fact it was so citrusy and it was a lot, I suppose, easier to drink, in my opinion. it's, it, I suppose it's less hops, isn't it? That's the thing you... Yeah. Yeah, so... But yeah, so um, now I've... Mm, now I've... Mm, trying to work out which one I'm going to do, yeah. I think Blue Moon's probably edging it at the moment. However, around the world... So uh, around the world, uh, this episode is from Kona, which is based in Hawaii... And this one's called Big Wave. Now, this one was <laughs> attempted to be recommended to us by uh, Lucy in London. Um, she obviously didn't realise the fact that we were big fans of this in the first place. Yep. But I have managed to secure a bottle of Lucy, so we can. it has been featured today. So, And this thing, to be fair, I, I, I'm trying to remember the last time I had a bottle of this. It was like a year ago. We did that one random Hawaiian party. I think we had loads of it there. Yeah. Did I, I didn't know we had the big wave on that one. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I've had, um, I like Kona's other beer, Longboard as well. Longboard's actually a really nice yeah. beer. Um, 
What's and if I can find it again, I'll, I'll actually get it in for the next, uh, podcast. This is the one that I have on draft quite often. So this is available yes, in I have one, it of, one of our, I think both of our favourite local pubs, The Shaking Hand. Yep. We'll shout out to that, why not? Um, which is just really good. And they have this on draft and it is just a really nice drink. Had. Had it on draft, is it gone now? Yeah, it has gone, I'm afraid, yeah. Oh, what? Uh, it was one of the consistent ones Yeah, but on the, the owner has promised me he's going to get it back. Oh, thank so, God. Okay. Well, I went in the other day. Uh, shout out to Josh there. Yeah, yeah come on, Josh. Josh. Let's... Sort it um, yeah, so I went in there the other day and actually they sold out quite a few uh, draft beers. So I think they had a busy weekend of what they planned. <laughs> but yeah, so that was interesting. So yeah, Kona Big Wave is a golden ale. Yeah. Um, 4.4%, so not particularly strong. Uh, it's classed as an all year round beer. James, do you want to have a, a sample? Sun drenched, apparently. So I'm going to taste the sun drenched, am I? Well, not at the moment. It's pitch black outside, but there we go. Uh, trying to see if there's any citra hops in there for you. Can't see any, so you should be good. <laughs> so, oh, that's an no, I'm interesting to, no, expression you've got it, in your No, face. it is good. I'm trying to like place the kind of floral fruity notes, because okay. it is there, and it's trying to like figure out... like I, I, can't, see, I can't see the word citra anywhere. And that's what I'm trying to, in my, my, I, I'm thinking something more exotic than that, if I'm honest, in terms of like the flavour of it, but on this, this is in my head what I'm trying to figure out. Um, <laughs> is that what you look like you're having a breakdown? Having <laughs> <laughs> some mental stroke or something like, no, I'm, I'm screwed. But it's one of those where... You can, you can definitely smell that citra, oh, I'm not going to lie, I do think it probably has got citra hops in there, because... They all do. <laughs> Well, A, they all do, but B, you can smell that kind of citrusy uh, finish to it. Now, this particular one, it's got a slight murk to No, not murk. It's not murky, is it? What's what's it? Slight haze to it. Haze, yeah. What it's, does, well, it's gold, why would I say murky? It's, what it's a golden, weird word. It's golden ale, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah you so, expect a certain haze. Yeah, to it, yeah. It's, not, it's not a crisp look, um, but nothing. It's obviously nowhere near the blue moon, which is obviously a wheat beer, which is really cloudy. Um... You can sense that citrusness to it, but although it's an ale, it's a very delicate ale. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, really. It, it, it's one of those where I think it's still got kind of a floral note. I, I think they're more distinct than the Blue Moon we had, if I'm honest. Like, the Blue Moon was just a nice orange flavour through. It was right? distinctly orange. That's thing. This one has citrus, but you couldn't really tell what type of citrus it is. Yeah. So It also like, lingers a little bit more. Yeah, it's definitely got that aftertaste. Um, there is a little bit, hmm, I'd say a little bit more bitterness to it. Okay. Probably not actually as much as the Sam Adams. Because I don't think we're a fan of the Sam Adams. I don't yeah. think we've actually gone to the stage where we're actually comparing these. Like, well, I, side well, by well that's side. thing, I don't think it's it's <clears> as full bodied either. That's thing. No. I think it's a lot weaker. Yeah, well, although it's a nail. I think it's a lot lighter. What, what percent, what percent 4. are we? 4.4. Four point four. So it is the weakest of all of them. To be fair, and I would probably say that checks out compared to the in flavour wise, yeah. Um, but then again, we just said the Blue Moon was weaker than Sam Adams, and that was the other way around. So that's true. Yeah, I don't think we can, can really use that as a gauging scale, really. It's uh. Well, I'm not going to say which one edges it because that's the end, right? At this oh, point, it'd give it away too much. What do you mean, like last week? Like every week. <laughs> Yeah, uh, except episode fourteen where we hate every single one of them. <laughs> there is a We're gonna have to flip it round, aren't we? We're gonna have like this is the beer we hate the most, just for that one episode. Do we need to have like, episode fourteen as like a an hour and a half long special where actually it's just four beers 
along the you know tried and tested Colombo uh, around the world and I like how now card. we're doing the production meeting mid recording. Yeah. I think this is worth doing, right? So I'll do that on the ones you hate, and followed then the by one... the ones that I hate. Oh, that could be good. Actually. So we could always use that. We could use that as a format. Well, send, the... send us your message and see what you think. I suppose, or any suggestions? Because the other suggestion I was going to have is maybe we both pick two or three beers we both hate kind of thing or we, we yeah. hate each but also then have a few that maybe suggestion wise if people think you're going to hate this beer this is the worst beer I've ever had like people like Paul who try a lot of beers yeah. could send us a beer that we I don't think we should stop thought. talking about Paul because otherwise he's, uh, you know, his he's ego will get yeah exactly he's yeah. going to walk out the door with his yeah, yeah, side no. of his head or um, that Patriots fan who we love right because <laughs> apparently we've been giving him a lot of hate <laughs> recently sorry Lee uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that's a joking aside. I do think it is like a summery style beer. Yeah, you can, you can feel that freshness, that lightness to it. Um, I also this is the big problem I got with it. I think it's better on draft. Definitely, yes, one of those. Yeah, I, um, it is a beer that does definitely benefit from like being on the pool yeah. rather than out of a bottle. But unfortunately. I haven't got one of those fitting in my house, so... Uh, yet. Yet, yeah. If anybody wants to... Uh... <laughs> if you've got any sponsors who can provide free kegs of Coolant Big Way. So, uh, oh, well, gotta have the plugs, right? Okay. Now we've kind of gone through that beer, I feel we need to at least... Although it's a Super Bowl special, we've I think got, we need we've got to base on the Six Nations. Yes. Um, yeah, so... So, yeah. This is in between the, the... All the first round games have finished and we're waiting for the Super Bowl. So, uh, if anybody hasn't heard the results yet, you might want to turn off for a little bit. Um, if you're so, still listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening. So, the first game was Wales versus Italy. Italy were really surprising at how bad they were. Like, <laughs> Wales, realistically, should have had double the scoreline yeah. what they had. But yep. Wales walked all over them. And they fell up, like, Italy fell apart so badly. Um, yeah, it was horror show absolute horror show for them and you're just like well where do they go from here yeah so that was a bit of a thing but well done to Wales Wales again yeah. not the most efficient display yeah but they got the job done they got the five points that's all they need and they move on to the next round we, so. we would have been happy with that right exactly yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next game was Scotland Ireland now Ireland won yep again <laughs> probably not the most deserving winners. I mean, even Paul O'Connell in his review earlier on, uh, former Irish captain, said Scotland were the better team. Yeah, it's just one of those but flip of the coin things, isn't it? Like they were so lucky to, yeah. When it, come, it was clinical execution where Scotland had far more chances than uh, Ireland, but Scotland squandered every single one. Um, I mean, when Stuart Hogg dropped that ball on the try line, you've got... That That sums up your day. You know watched, that you're not going to win that. I watched that, that. Clip that was and, and somebody just put, like, a, like screaming afterwards, like, and it just fit yeah, it's so try, well. Trying like, to con oh the ref. God, you're yeah, like, like, you've just dropped it in front of, yeah. like, three officials. Just, just give up, it. right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And to Island be fair, one. I will say, that kind of mistake makes me feel a lot better about England <clears> and France in terms of the missed opportunities there. England and France, I mean... The, the problem with England during that game was handling errors were horrific. Yeah. So I think there was a stat um, at half-time that... It's the first time since 1988 or something, isn't it, that they've been pointless in a championship Well, it was more the case of England had got near the try line five times and come away with nothing. 
and France had gone to the air trial line twice and come away with two tries. Yeah. That was, I think, it was handling errors. Uh, the French, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from the French, the French were utterly amazing. Yeah. And to be honest, if they display, if they play like that for the whole competition, I don't think anybody can I think we compared them. to where they were last year, right? Yeah. So they've got their new coach, who I cannot uh, Sean remember. Uh, well, no, he's part of the new lineup. He's recently acquired, because he coached yeah, Wales during the World Cup. No, he's, he's but, been right? with Warren Gatland like, for a long time. Okay. Uh, Who's the Fabian guy? I saw the the new coach that came in last year. Yeah, but well, you year. have your head coaches, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know Sean Edwards. Yeah, of course. Made the actually, I'm sure Sean Edwards is the one who made the big difference, like in the last couple of months. The, the reason like why that, I but, referred to him more than the head coach is the fact that, for me, that was a Wales on a good day display. Yeah, and you can tell that that's the energy that he's brought in. Okay, that's not well. No, because let's be honest, the French. It was the the tightness of the defense as well, like. The kick no, coverage in terms of like like pushing us out from where let's be honest one of our default things is always kick into it right yeah. we we couldn't do that we like that just wouldn't work as a strategy against French in terms of the way they were playing no I, I, I think they were absolutely right. amazing and right. they came they the French didn't have as many opportunities as we had but they took every single yeah. one where we took none and I think I have to highlight the um, the start of the second half where Mauro Atoji, um Stole the ball from a line out, was literally on the try line, and they were trying to get over by the pick and goes with the forwards. And I don't think I've seen any team play so lacklustre. It was like almost like it was an inconvenience for them to pick the ball up. <laughs> I know what you mean. You're like, yeah. it's a good job we put some banned words on this podcast because I'll be using a lot of them now. Yeah, he was like. But, but, uh, but of course, with everything, you've got one exception, and we've got to mention Johnny May, right? Because, like, oh, that, I mean, Johnny May was in the two chances he actually had, he was fantastic. Yeah. He yeah. also caused a second try for France because he did. No, he yeah. when he he thought he was a knock on, so yeah. he let him run past him. He should not be trying playing for the referee. He should be looking. He should catch the player first. Put him down, and then the referee can sort the game out after. I, I, I know what you mean from that, but at the same time, I think it's one of those where we've talked a few times about Johnny May in terms of since he's gone Tigers, like his discipline and his game. His has game got has got, got better. better. And that's the thing, and it was clearly evident because let's be honest, if it wasn't Johnny May, it would have been a very embarrassing loss. Yeah. Because oh, let's be honest, yeah. Eddie Jones going into it was very cocky about how we were going to just storm over France and this was going to be a good game. It just annoyed the platform. Exactly. And actually, I think it's rather not more than anything, and they pro- they came into it. Proved completely wrong. I still don't know why um, Manny went off like after fifteen minutes. Injured, I believe. Was it injured? Or was yeah, something like because that, well, that was the other thing we had uh, like, think, early on. Like I think uh, Tulangi and um, Farrell had tackles where they went wrong. I thought at one point Farrell snapped his arm. Yeah. And unfortunately, he just managed to play through and get himself a bit better. But Manny, unfortunately, didn't. No. Uh, and that changes game plan. Now, I've always said straight from the off. Although Eddie Jones is a great tactician. If his tactics don't work, he falls apart and he doesn't know how yeah. to recover. And that was a classic example. So as soon as we lost Manu and what we were doing at the front didn't work, he stuck with it because he couldn't change it. Yeah. And that's saying hopefully we, we, <clears throat> we need to address that going forward. So it does it does put into some question in terms of six-page victory, but at the same time, England well, is also, resilient. And, well, you know, the big thing as well is he hasn't taken a number eight with the squad. That was evident today with the scrums. Yeah. You know, scrum on the French five. No one can control it at the back. And then they get the ball. Yeah. That should have been easy. 
the reason why, uh, you know, not the reason why, but Alex Dombrand from Harlequins has been left out of the Six Nations squad, despite the fact everyone picking him for it. Since he's been left out of the Six Nations squad, that man has been absolutely unstoppable. And I think if he'd have been on the pitch today, he would have been the difference maker. Yeah. That's how good that player is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a Quinns fan, I'm a Tigers fan. I've said that straight from the off. But why the hell they've left him out, I have no idea. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Tom Curry, I like Sam Underhill. You know, I suppose it's just that he's got... laws, depends on the day. He's gone with a very but, similar team comp to the World Cup, right, hasn't he? Yeah, very, and very similar. So he's kind of, again, it's that... key he's, players. Yeah, he's got that kind of tactic that he's thinks works and just kept with it rather than trying to adapt to it or trying to like but he's, he's stuck with um, Courtney Laws on as a flanker where I prefer Lewis Lullen yeah. I think you know Laws is a second rower although he can play six Lullen's better at that position you know Laws is better as a second row yeah. that's his job and I think although being adaptable is helpful to your team sometimes you've got to stick with your basics yeah the basics are what get you through the game and what can well, take, let's be honest, carry that, forward. That's classically what this game showed, right? Yeah. That the basics failed and we oh, could not go to that. So. Couldn't catch a cold. Um, and it is a shame, to be fair. It is always one of those as well that was annoying because, what was it, 24-17 in the end was the score? And yeah, so we got a bonus point. That's, and that's literally the, the only saving grace. That was the saving grace. <laughs> but at the same time, it's one of those where I think because we got those two tries and penalty kick as well, it was trying to push into it and suddenly it was like the momentum of, well, maybe we could do something, but even then it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But that's our, yeah. that's our moan about the Six Nations. Yep. Uh, but going forward, it will be better, right? So Well, we can hope, otherwise it's... I've been really excited about this tournament and the contact and the uh, wind at my sails with today, but it's okay. So next week I'll still be hooked anyway. It doesn't make any difference. Exactly. So, yeah, um, around the world, Big wave. That's the reason why I picked that as well is because it's the furthest one away. So at least it kind of got that distance aspect. But yeah, really nice, well balanced uh, ale. Um, it is very citrusy, but it is quite a light ale rather than um, yeah. a full-bodied one. So but you can you can taste the sun-drenched aspects, right? So. You really, I, I think you can. Or is that just in my head? I think I need a whole day. Um, <laughs> I think it's so. Really our good. wild card. Uh, so the reason why I'm sighing. <laughs> Because you love IPAs, right? I love IPAs. As anybody who listened to episode three, that, yeah. Um, So this one is from the Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. This is a California IPA. So So we did have uh, Sierra Nevada. Was it episode two we had a Sierra Nevada? Yes, North Sierra Nevada we did, yes. um, I don't think either one of us has had the California IPA. I've never, I didn't even know they did it. So that's the reason why I picked it. I was like, yeah, I actually picked this one. So I've got no one to blame apart from myself, really. Yeah, so you picked an IPA and then are probably going to complain about the IPA. Of course, so I mean, that's my prerogative. Fair enough, it's your right, exactly. So I think in true style, we're going to let Chris try this one uh, first. No, well. I think you should do that. No, no, it, no. No, it's positive followed by a negative, James. No, no, I, I think that's the thing, right? The initial reaction of you like, <clears throat> I'm not sure about this. Well, it's a citrusy and so. sessionable ale. Is it so got citrusy? Has he got citrus hops in citrus hops? You know what? Do, do I dare you let the read, let oh. read the label while I'm uh, yeah, tasting this abomination? What I want is a t-shirt with Citrops written on it, essentially. That's what we need to make next. Oh, <laughs> that, that'll cover, hashtag Citrops. That'll cover every basis. I may have even hashtag Citrops in their uh, synopsis as we do it. So, yeah. Do you know, it's not actually a particularly strong smelling IPA. So that does give me a little bit of you know, optimism with it. So... I Have you managed to find it? No, no, I can't. To be fair, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like read what hop it might have in it, but annoying to say the uh, the language is not 
stylish. Okay, so it's definitely nowhere near as bad as Go West IPA. It's not as bad as Go West. No. Okay, that that is positive. Um, you have that aftertaste that you get with mm. IPAs, but it's not as strong. It's actually quite a light, delicate flavour. Um, it is very citrusy. Okay, yeah, that is a hot. That you can taste the hop there almost yeah, immediately. It, it is. It yeah. is very hoppy, okay. um, and there is that. IPA See, bite this, afterwards. This thing but, with IPA, right? When when you've got hops as well into it, it always tastes a lot stronger because of how strong those hops are. Yeah. Than normal kind of things. This is actually the weakest one of all of them at four point two, which is mm. the kind of surprise of it. It's just how hoppy it is, especially after going from some quite light ales as well. When you've got yeah. the blue moon and big wave, it just does taste a little bit more hoppy. I don't think it's particularly quirky or random. I'd actually but, say it's quite close to the big wave. In yeah. uh, colour and um, like, I wouldn't say texture, but that's the wrong word. As as, as you're drinking it, it has got that lightness of a light ale. Um, it's just that aftertaste bite, which yeah. obviously you really enjoy from an IPA, and that's for me what kind of turns me off because this particular one isn't that bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that straight from the off. This one, uh, I could I could drink a pint of this quite easily. Um, where some of them, like that Go West, it's such an abomination. Um, but I just don't enjoy that gone off aftertaste, which is essentially what an IPA is, because the beer used to turn in the, yeah. in the ships, yeah. as we said before. Right. Um, so, it, to be fair, I would, I, if someone bought me a pint of that, I wouldn't be disappointed. Okay, fair enough. I think that, to be fair, you can't say more me, that For me, saying that about an IPA is yeah. quite a big step. To be fair, I, in my opinion, this this isn't one of the best IPAs I've had either, if I'm honest. Like, that's the truth of it. I, I don't know. Like, you've got some of the hoppy aftertaste, but... I don't know, definitely hoppy aftertaste, but I think I think because it's balanced, because it is very citrusy, and it is very hoppy, but they're not massively overpowering. And the same with that aftertaste. Yeah. That aftertaste, sometimes that aftertaste has a real bite to it, and that's when I really don't like it. Yeah, because um, it just won't. The, the taste just doesn't go away. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean in terms of that, but yeah. You know, so for me, um, it has to be, have a balance of stuff. If I'm honest, I prefer if there was more bite to it because that's the thing. It's a bit. But that's because you're an IPA exactly. and I'm not. It's a bit so that stuff. I would say and, this is a halfway point IPA. And that's it. If you're gonna get the halfway point, this is kind of coming to the end point really in terms of which one I prefer. Blue Moon, in terms of that citrus flavour, was quite a smooth citrus flavour in terms of that orange flavour and I will say for me that's edged it over all of the others just compared to something like this as well where you do have clear citra hops in it but actually I would drink Blue Moon over that I think and I'm torn okay okay so obviously I'm a big fan of Sam Adams um, but for me actually in comparison with the Blue Moon and the Big Wave actually just didn't hit the, the box as well as the other two yep. have but I'm torn about which way to go because I do I really enjoyed that Blue Moon because of that soft subtle orange flavour and it, you really noticed it after having the salmon so obviously us picking the beers in this order definitely the right idea because it just gave it it accented yeah. that flavour so yeah, much yeah. Uh, the big wave again you still had the notes but it was more of a chilled one Uh I think we're both agreed though, like the Blue Moon and the Kuna, right? Were better draft Kuna. than Kuna, that, Kuna that, Big Wave. Is that Kuna, Kona? Big, Kona, Kuna. I'm going to say Kuna. I'm going, going with it. Uh, 
So both of them taste better on draft than uh, bottled. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I think for me, I think it's because we've never really had the Blue Moon after we have had other beers, right? Yes. Especially distinct beers, which is why I'm kind of drawn to it because it's kind of... I've never had Blue Moon in that kind of way and thought that's I think really if it was on draft, I think the big wave would edge it. Exactly. And this but because we're judging it solely on the bottles, Blue I, think, Moon. I think Blue Moon's yeah. got to win. So... A unanimous decision. Very rare. Very rare. Hopefully yeah, this, this doesn't Don't get happen. used to that at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, but... Yeah. Anybody that is still listening, uh, hopefully you get a chance to listen to this before the Super Bowl starts. If not, hopefully it keeps you occupied on your way to work. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, all the feedback, everyone that has spoke to us, thank you very much. We will try and feature as much as we can. Um, but yeah... Make yeah. sure you get in touch if with you've got any suggestions or to be fair it's the random comments we see about certain things that we then pick up in the next episode so it's the kind of thing if nothing else it just gives us a it. giggle exactly so definitely definitely get into contact and uh, messages through there so yeah so um, thank you very much and uh, yeah see you in episode 5 go Chiefs